Hey, Real Nerds. There's many ways to enjoy the Real Nerds podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can see what we're up to around town by following us at Real Nerds on Instagram. And if you want to send us your thoughts, you can email us at realnerds at gmail.com or call us at 720-6NERDS5. Like us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or tweet us at Real Nerds. And now on with the show. Shot and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can but talk film. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd will give it all the guts. Lights, camera, action. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast in the whole world, and I don't think it's up for debate, right, trusty companion Brad? Uh, no, yeah, it was uh, it was scientifically proven in the latest uh, Scientific American Journal. So, <laughs> and you know how much we read Scientific Journal of America? Yeah, I mean, or or, or the made up magazine you said. There's a couple of science documentaries that they list in there. Um, <laughs> That, you know, we comb through to make sure that they're they're getting their reviews right. That's what we do. Every week on Real Nerds, we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, it was Argyle. Stay tuned and we'll recommend the film or not. Play the trailer, then spoil it. We'll also dive into some movie news and what we've been watching throughout the week. You know, movie style. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. You sound great. Yeah. Uh, oh, how was your thanks. vacation? <laughs> uh, my vacation was really fun. Um, I went to Disneyland for five days. It poured rain um, for two of them. Uh, and then on the last day, on Sunday, I woke up and I'm like, man, I, I think I'm getting sick. But, you know, me, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go to Disneyland. And um, I, I remember just before we left i was like man i'm really sick and um and then the plane ride home was awful because there's like these huge uh like rainstorms that were happening in california and um so like leaving uh the los angeles area was some of like the worst turbulence i've ever been in um and it lasted for about 30 minutes and then it was gone for 40 minutes and then coming into denver it was really turbulent again man so yeah but disneyland was lots of fun um and I, when i got back i never slow down i am always doing something um i went and recorded uh zach's podcast on monday and then on tuesday i had to take my kid to school and go to the grocery store and do all that stuff and yesterday i went to work and today, because I, and I had to go yesterday because I was in a training, and today I don't have any training. And I I went into work, and um, the records division is right outside my office. And they're like, "You look like shit." Still, I was like, oh, "Maybe I shouldn't be here today." <laughs> and so I didn't want to infect anybody else, so I uh, so I left. Yeah, I think that's probably the best course of action right there. Because it is, but. You sound like, like you're about to lose your voice. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't like um, calling into work. I like to go into work. Um, but I, I almost have to be told not to work. I have this weird thing, and I have this guilty conscience about working, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I have that uh, too. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, you can, and dude, and you know, it's, I got, it, well, I either got plain funk or, you know, being around hundreds and thousands of kids for five days contributed to me being sick. Yeah, we said you were sick uh, at the park, so it's like it was probably the plane ride in. Yeah, and I know you get sick on planes all the time too. Yeah, it's that recirculated oxygen, you know. Really, just feels like whenever you're surrounded a lot of people, you just get sick because <laughs> yeah. people just don't care about spreading germs at all. That and I have for some reason I get sinus infections really easily. Like the rest of my uh, quote unquote body, I feel fine. It's like you know the pressure around my head and nose and stuff is what's driving me crazy yeah but you know it's all good in the hood yeah it'll be a week's worth of just annoyance and then you'll be back to normal yeah that's that's the plan be be ready for that lisa frankenstein episode yes and i'll probably sound like a fucking what walking corpse (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> uh, this week, though, Brad, we saw Argyle. Do you recommend Argyle? No. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's not like a poorly made movie. Well, in some ways, it's a poorly made movie. But uh, yeah, the parts of it are charming and fun, but overall like a lot like last week it's uh there's those parts that are like super silly and corny um the cg like i didn't know this movie apparently cost 200 million dollars and a lot of the digital effects are pretty shoddy on that um but it's it's a it seemed like a really roundabout way to retell uh captain america winter soldier <laughs> i felt the same thing as i was watching it i was like this was done better with captain america um yeah uh yeah like i don't think it's as bad as some people were making it out to be i think there's fun to be had in it but um yeah i i agree and you know one of the things that drives me crazy about some movies now is that they're just lazy and they use digital effects when they don't have to um and when they take you out of the movie uh like at the beginning there's a this uh, woman is riding a motorcycle and you can tell it's a digital effect. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. It's it's the same thing I had about the new fast and furious movies. Like you can show someone driving a motorcycle. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. I imagine there's just like, given the person who's riding it, it was like a scheduling thing where like, you know, we can't spend a whole day out on a Los Angeles freeway, you know, green screening them or whatever. Um, so there's like, Oh, let's throw them in the studio for like four hours. And then she can go on to whatever gig she has next. So, but yeah, <laughs> then there's like, yeah, Cavill and everything kind of ha- is the same in the same boat on that. Yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Here's the trailer for Argyle. I certainly hope you dance as well as you dress. There's only one way to find out. Put on your 
You and I, we're not so different. Agent Argyle. Little help? Hold on. The book is phenomenal, sweetie, but... What happens next? It's called a cliffhanger, mother. Ellie, it's called a cop-out. There's a cat in there. Oh my god, you're Ellie freaking Conway. Author of Argyle series, Ellie Conway! I am such a fan. Oh yeah? What is it you do? Espionage. Would you sign my book? Here we go. I love this book. Real-life spies. Why would they care about me? Because you're a goddamn fortune teller, Ellie. What you wrote in your new book actually happened, and you kicked a hornet's nest you didn't even know existed. I'm in some really big trouble, Mom. Oh, so now you're experimenting with drugs. I want all assets on them now. I need her to write the next chapter. God, I hate that cat. It's time for you to meet the real Agent Argyle. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, just like the trailer says, Bryce Dallas Howard plays a woman named Ellie who is a writer of a spy novel, and the spy is named Argyle. And one of her plots of her book resembles too closely of this real underground spy organization. And um, so now they want to know what she knows. And she is chased across the globe by this, I even forget their name, the executives, the executors, uh, by ba- bad spy guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure, and, what was that? Um, the cool <laughs> thing is, is, do you recognize uh, Telluride? I did. They, they shot outside uh, the new Sheridan? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't text you because yeah, you're on vacation or whatever, but uh, like, it was at the beginning of the movie, I, I, I was throughout the movie, like, don't forget the Sheridan Opera House, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. And then she gets on some super fancy train that I've never seen in Colorado. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there's no, like, Japanese turbo rail in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's met with, by Sam Rockwell, and he uh, is, is a spy. And she keeps on, uh, I don't know the right word, switching between being Harry Cavell because he's super handsome and Sam Rockwell is, you know, Sam Rockwell. And I don't know. And then eventually we learned that she used to be a 
super secret spy and she was going to expose them. Oh, but wait, no, she wasn't going to expose them. She was their best evil agent. Oh, but wait, she double crosses the evil agent and she's, uh, is a good person. Um, yeah, lots of, uh, lots of extra twists and turns, uh, late in the movie. Yeah. When, you know, when some of them are cool, but then when you start having too many, it kind of loses its luster. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially since I think like the set, like the uh, opening setup for everything takes so long to establish yeah, like, what the movie like, is. Feels like the last third of the movie is nothing but twists. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I was actually cool with, you know, her parents not being her parents, even though I knew Brian Cranston was going to be her dad. Um, when they set that up, but I didn't know that, you know, her mom wasn't her mom. Like there's some cool parts, but it's exactly like the winter soldier. It literally is. She gets in some sort of accident from skating and she loses her memory. So then they brainwash her and she's triggered by a sound and, um, like words. Yeah. A string of words, just like the winter soldier. Yeah. And literally just like the winter soldier. And it's just like, it just seems lazy. Like I- I've seen this story before and um, you know, the bad people in the winter soldier is who we've been led to believe are the good guys for the first, uh, I forget how many Marvel movies were before that, but like nine or 10 movies. So it's more shocking, you know, Um here it's just oh let's now let's have some really colorful you know gun fight scenes Ugh, like um, in the trailer like visually it looked cool but when they put that i don't know uh, song track over it that's just I don't know, a little more serious and everything it's just like it was so cringy yeah and and then she does the ice the skating that, like yeah which totally looks cgi'd yeah yeah and that's like they're trying to be creative, but it's like Matthew Vaughn got in his own in his own way when this happened. You know what I mean? Because he did the Kingsman, which I guess this is in the same universe. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, so I guess Matthew Vaughn just makes Kingsman movies for the rest of his life. But but yeah, he. I don't know what my dog is pissed about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then it's like this spy thriller thing and then like comedy and then it cuts to this weird Matthew Vaughn where she breaks blades off of knives and puts them on her shoes and she can ice skate now on oil and then they said they don't want to shoot guns because they don't want to make it explode but then she just starts like mowing everybody down (laughs) (laughs) I know you forget your own rules in the in the movie Yep. And it did seem too like uh, Henry uh, Cavell, like him and John Cena were in the movie, but they were just in front of green screens, like saying lines. And then they were inserted into the film. Yeah. To that point, I figured like, OK, well, it's it's the storybook, so it's supposed to look a little fake. Yeah. You know, they have the whole thing where she writes that one scene and the fireworks shoot off and they drop out because she like reverses it and goes back and rewrites it. So I was like, OK, like that sort of makes sense that the Henry Cavill scenes, the character of the book should be kind of a little bit fake, but 
um, yeah, when she's on the the ship with Sam Rockwell fighting, like all that stuff doesn't look great. No. And speaking of the Winter Soldier, which opens (laughs) with Captain America fighting on a, uh, you know, like a oil rig (laughs) ship, uh, this one ends with that. (laughs) Yeah, and like this really convenient ending. Um, you know, first her mom shows up with this music box and starts chanting the words to turn her into the winter soldier. And so then she starts attacking Sam Rockwell. And then the one lady who you thought was dead, isn't dead and just happens to be on the ship and just happens to stumble on him when, before she gets killed. I mean, I don't know. Like there's fun things. I think Bryce Dallas Howard's always really fun. Um, but the, the the movie is too long, and it oh it, god, yeah, I thought it, it was three it gets, hours. I know, and it gets in its own way, you know. Yeah, and Sam Rockwell like does a good job of being like the heart and soul of the movie. Like he brings like at least some dramatic weight to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it, but that's what I mean. It's not like a total train wreck, which some people were saying. It's just, it, and then oh, this is going to be my huge backlash for apple movies each one of their movies has cost 200 million dollars um killers of the flower moon does not look like a 200 million dollar movie i guess you're just paying that for all the actors that are in it um napoleon does i think napoleon looks great um and then this one's 200 million dollars too and you go what are you spending the money on because i'm watching godzilla minus one and yeah it special effects are incredible and it costs 15 million dollars yeah so, i don't know <laughs> i don't know and then there's also uh when uh, S- uh sam jackson is receiving like the the file and it's <laughs> like he's just like hamming cheering? it up cheering like waiting <laughs> yeah. for this file to download like yes it's coming through <laughs> I, I thought the same thing i was like what is he doing like i don't yeah like he's at a comedy show like <laughs> laughing at jokes <laughs> like the funniest thing he's ever heard but it's a file downloading and um, you know as matthew vaughn says you know i had you have a lisp in one kingsman movie this one i just want you to cheer at some random <laughs> green screen can you do that for me which now i'm super confused because you're right he's in that other kingsman movie and so he's this other character in this one and now yeah. like apparently this is connected to that universe because I, I didn't fully understand the post credits thing I know. Were you supposed to get excited about it? I I don't know. Yeah. Like, is it connected? Because the, like, the real life Henry Cavill stands up in the book Q&A looking Mm. all goofy looking. And then I think it flashes back to a younger version of him. Because I guess the next movies are the actual Argyle books they're going to make into movies. I didn't understand what they're doing. I don't know either. (laughs) I have no idea. Like, it's such a weird, goofy setup. It is, and like you know, I, I like the actors are good, and it's not. It's just a weird movie. Yeah, <clears throat> just really goofy, silly choices that kind of baffling. What's going on? Agreed. So yeah, not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I will probably never watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I have no desire to no push for me to see it again i guess anyways yeah we forgot uh, to mention hey. uh oh sorry 
No, go ahead. You forgot to mention uh, the the her spy name is Argyle because her real name was R. Kyle. <laughs> oh right! How did I forget that gem? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Every time you see a movie like this, I, I always say, "Man, I think I could write a movie in Hollywood." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of movies. They're just like, "Man, why am I still here?" Like why is is it so hard for everyone else and so easy for them? Um, I know. I, you know, it's always that. I think they just need that one, like one break. You get that one break because, you know, Matthew Vaughn had those X-Men movies and now, because X-Men first class is a cool movie. And then he did the Kingsman, which is fun. Yeah. Well, he had kick-ass way before that. And he had kick-ass. Yeah. So I, I mean, he's made cool stuff. But now he's just way too Matthew Vaughn-y. <laughs> or maybe they know. thought this movie was going to cost $200. And then as he was making it, he was like, man, I could actually made this for a lot less. But now I got to spend that money somewhere. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> he made everything just a little extra. Or a lot extra, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know, like how you overcomplicate something. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And he's like, you know what? I, I really should just make this insane <laughs> yeah i can afford this the, the renting the volume so i guess i'll do this uh, motorcycle chase scene and add it to the movie <laughs> I, I saw it at an alamo um the big show oh um, man yeah <laughs> it's, it's the only one that was early enough where i could see it and then go pick up my kid <laughs> and um it was an alamo for all screening and which is normally fine. And usually people are still good, but there's this old couple in there. And, you know, the big show, that's a really big theater. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. There was like 15 people in it and this old couple. So they did the Alamo for all screening PSA. And this lady says, Oh good. I like when we can talk in movies. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> Well, I don't. And she, <laughs> she did. And, you know, oh, my God. So, yeah, that was my experience. <laughs> did she do that? Who's he? <laughs> Where are oh, he's we? A, he's a bad guy. <laughs> Is that Superman? <laughs> I don't trust him, is what she said when Sam Rockwell came on screen. Is that Jules? <laughs> <laughs> I kept on hoping that Sam Rockwell would do like a little dance across the screen, but oh, you know, what I just remembered is uh, when Bryce Dallas Howard actually takes off her heels to run away from that room. I was like, "That's a nod to Jurassic World." Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love her cat, and it the cat was fun. Yeah, when it was real, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think it was even CGI uh, yeah. when it was on the. Uh, tabletop when sam rockwell's like reviewing the folder and he pushes it off that's what i mean it's like what the fuck man it's like like yeah. i get i get it's cgi when it has to jump at you know brian cranston's face but um which is another like he's got the gun pointed at everybody and he still like is able to take like takes a pause and just like lets them like hey have some last words right? like you've been chasing these people down for very viciously for most of the movie, and now you're going to take a break. Yep. And you're you're 
uh, even though, like a cat's not going to kill you. <laughs> like you could probably shoot <laughs> either one of them. You know, you can get a shot off before you hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you cannot get a cat off your face, especially when they probably weigh it, you know, 10, 12 pounds. Good luck. Yeah. So silly. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, here's the big movie news of the week. It's real news. Unfortunately, Carl Weathers passed away. Um, he did. Who is, uh, you know, obviously my favorite Schwarzenegger film is Predator. But, I mean, he gained notoriety for being in Rocky. Yeah, Apollo Creed. And... um He's just one of those cool dudes, you know what I mean? Like, um, he would later be in The Mandalorian, and um, he had a presence about him. I, I you know, such a cool actor. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think uh, for The Mandalorian. I think his story wrapped up, right? Like, yeah, it left in a good place. Yeah, it did, and so yeah, it's a bummer. Um, and I mean, obviously, Happy Gilmore and stuff. He's great in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he's got an iconic, memeable, memeable presence in that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Action Jackson. <laughs> it's not a great movie, but he's, <laughs> yeah, great. But he's great in it. You know, and his intro in Predator, I think, is one of the best. Oh, iconic. In, in anything, you know, where he's like, because some damn fool accused you of being the best. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting in the corner smoking a cigar and shit. Yeah. What's the matter awesome. doing? They got you pushing pencils. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he takes on the Predator like a fucking badass and gets his arm blown off. Yep. That's the things I like to see. Yeah, that stuck with me when I was seven. That arm falling to the ground, still shooting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So, make sure you watch your Carl Weathers movie, um, you know, soon. Because it's definitely uh he has a lot of fun ones and you won't be sorry yeah he was like 70 right 70 ish in his 70s uh, i think 72 yeah kind of a surprise yeah i think uh, he must have had um uh, they said he passed away peacefully so i'm wondering if he had some sort of illness that wasn't disclosed yeah um but you know he doesn't have to and hopefully he just you know He'll always live on because of the work he's done. For sure. Um, and only the other big thing is Disney announced a lot of dates for their um, movies upcoming. But the big surprise was Moana 2 was never previously announced and it's coming out in November. <laughs> so, yeah. Which, uh, when I was reading an interview with Bob Iger, they were going to do like a limited series on disney plus and when a lot of people watch it said this is too good and looks too good to be on disney plus we should put it on a big screen so they have um basically re-edited it to make it a, a full-length feature film um because he thought it deserved to be on the big screen so that's good to hear wow yeah so we're getting uh two big animated things for disney this year because inside out's over the summer right yep uh, yeah, so Moana's in November. And yeah, Inside Out, I think, is June. Yeah. I, don't, I, I like they kind of went back to like the one big thing a year 
because uh, I felt like they burned themselves out doing the two. But yeah, I, I think that's kind of the thing that uh, he's refocusing on because he left. Did he leave in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, something like that? And you know, they kind of um, put all their eggs in their basket on Disney Plus, and he realized that they kind of oversaturated themselves. Um, so that's why. I mean, this year there's only. Wolverine and Deadpool or Deadpool three, whatever it's going to be called um, is the only Marvel movie from them coming out. So I think they're kind of resetting everything, um, which I'm guessing at Comic-Con they'll start announcing more. And, um, but yeah, they locked down a date for, well, locked down and Marvel movies is quote unquote, but fantastic four and, stuff that's already been shooting like thunderbolts and um yeah no, none of it matters until we see a trailer with a day yeah. on it and even that's specious <laughs> yes like dune agreed <laughs> yeah dune like got moved and then it moved back and then it's coming out earlier so which i still haven't seen the original well the remake original so I should probably watch that before the second one comes out. Hey, we watch stuff throughout the week in a segment I call What We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, not a lot, actually. Um, I, I took a break from watching a lot of feature films and just uh, <laughs> focused on rewatching The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is I watched nine episodes of the Simpsons on my plane flights. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easily digestible, especially like, you know, those early seasons, which I, I, I started at season two. Um, yeah. Uh, I still haven't gone through. I've never even first watched a lot of like season 13 through 20 or 30 or it's, it feels like the Simpsons have been in like, like season 30 for the longest time. Um, yeah. Yeah, there are, it, it's really on thirty four, but it just feels like I've uh, been in in the, in the third decade of them for uh, twenty years. When it, that's not true, um, but anyway, yeah. So I watched a bunch of the classic episodes and like, oh man, just every, like I knew there was like a lot of episodes to love, but it felt like as I was watching, it's like every episode was a banger. Like, oh yeah, when you go back through that time, because uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I'll chime in. I. So when I fly on planes, I either I usually download The Office or The Simpsons. Well, I can't download The Office anymore because it's on Peacock, or, or you know something like that that I can watch in like you know twenty minute bites. And as I go through, because I love the Conan O'Brien um, era, which is basically season three through season four, um, and I started with um, the Treehouse of Horrors with the evil Krusty doll. Um, because there's so many little like gems where, you know, uh, Marge, Marge, a child's trying to kill me and the toaster has been laughing at me. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> just shit like that. Um, but then you go from that and my favorite episode is Cape fear. Um, and then you realize that Conan O'Brien also wrote, um, the, uh, the B sharps episode with Marge versus the monorail. um, and I love the stuff that involves Mr. Burns because I think he, he's so funny as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Rosebud episode with um, his Bobo 
I watched and yeah, back to you though. Yeah, I, I, I agree. They're just so great. And it, it seems like each episode just builds on the greatness of the one that came before it. Yeah. Like I haven't watched like the, since the DVDs first came out, like I haven't gone like a done, like a hard rewatch and just, you think like my perception was that there's four or five great episodes in the season and there's like everything else is pretty okay. Like and pretty awesome compared to other shows. Mm -hmm. But like watching it this time, I was like every episode just hit like, Oh, there's that thing. And there's that like famous thing. And um, there's that thing I love. And then like it kept even after like the Conan O'Brien era, I expected it to dip a little more, but even up to three, three season eight, I was just like, man, I remember these episodes even more than those episodes. And then uh, there's stuff like, man, I thought this thing I quoted constantly in my daily life was from uh, like early Simpsons. And it's like, it's like season nine and 10. Yeah. That's like, wow. Um, and, and you realize how big time brilliant of a show it is. It, it is such a brilliant show. Yeah. Um, and even at season eight, uh, I think, th- uh, there's some joke that the, the writers make through the Simpsons about like, you know, how much more of this can we possibly do? Like it, it, it kind of feels like they have their own burnout going and they wrote it into the show, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I'm on season 11 now and it's kind of, it is starting to kind of take a dip where I'm just like, I'm not as interested in what's going on. Um, and a lot of the episodes are the Simpsons go to Hawaii or the Simpsons go to Arkansas or, uh, yeah, Homer, like takes on this identity or something. And so it's a little gimmicky. Yeah. Like they're just writing like, Oh, let's just, uh, put them in a gimmick so that we can just write a bunch of jokes about that gimmick. And there's like really no character development thing going on. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've stood on this hill for a long time though. I'll actually take a mediocre episode of the Simpsons above a lot of television. Oh, for sure. Because because even the episodes that aren't very strong, there is always that nugget of it being Simpsons, if that makes sense, where there's always something you can latch on to. It's like, okay, this is, you know, mildly amusing. Um, and I, I've always felt that way about The Simpsons. And it's a bummer that they stopped making, you know, DVDs at season 20, because even season 20's DVD isn't that great. As far as extras, because the other seasons are so brilliant as far as like taking the medium of DVDs and getting the most out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the next 20 years that I've missed hold. Like, what else they like? What do they do for all that time? So, um, yeah. And then the last yeah, thing. I, I, oh. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, I was going to move on. So if you have something else you want to add, oh, I was going to say, yeah, I, I watched, I did start watching a lot of the later uh, Treehouse of Horrors. I downloaded them uh, when I went on my last plane flight, and they're not quite as good, but you know, still fun. Yeah, actually, I forgot. I, I did like I went in reverse <laughs> order. I went to like, what's the most recent Tree Treehouse of Horror referencing? And so I just it went backwards from there, like just without binging the whole season so anyway uh real quick the last two things i watched were in the theater and there's not a lot to talk about uh so i'll just hit them real quick but i saw past lives and it was a good movie but it's just like a you know somber drama um about uh these two people um who uh grew up in korea and then the one friend moves to america and then uh he doesn't get over her so years and years later he tracks her down and she's already married and it's just awkward when he visits and her husband's there and 
he definitely has a thing for her and he's trying to rekindle it and yeah it's just a nice movie <laughs> yes <laughs> pretty simple and then i saw uh she is conan yeah which, uh, i think it's a that. possible weekly episode but yeah it's a uh, it's it's a lot of style and the substance is super confusing mm. not sure what's going on it's it's so weird like you have no idea how weird it gets <laughs> yeah i mean I, I had a feeling it was gonna be weird just based on the trailer alone but... yeah and not a fun weird for me it was just like uh this is boring and confusing and just arbitrary like stuff is just ha- happening and it's clearly one of those things that like french movies that ryan would hate <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm glad i didn't see it then <laughs> yeah but st- style for days like it's gorgeous in places and really creative but i just i was so bored by the end of just like let's wrap this up i don't care and i got excited because the server was like it's only like 90 minutes or 80 minutes or something like like super short i was like awesome <laughs> yeah. and then it felt like it was three hours long by the time i was oh, watching it that's not good <laughs> yeah so it felt twice as long i was like maybe the server was wrong <laughs> what'd you watch um, well, I've been doing that thing where I told you last week where I have too many movies that I haven't watched. Um, so this week I rewatched, um, let there be carnage, the second venom movie. And it is really saved by Tom Hardy's performance. Um, because the rest of the movie is pretty silly, Yeah, but I, I do get a, I do get a kick out of the dual duality of what he's doing. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's an okay movie. <laughs> um I I rewatched uh Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which is a really fun movie. I think that's one of the movies from last year that's uh some of the most fun I had watching. Yeah, I rewatched um, it recently too and yeah, like it was probably my top 20. Agreed. Last year, yeah. But I couldn't crack my top 10, but it's definitely an entertaining movie. And when I was watching it, Laura uh, saw it with me in theaters, and when she started rewatching, says, "Oh, I really do like this movie a lot." And um, so, yeah, it, it it definitely holds up through repeated viewings. Um, and the last thing I watched was one I haven't seen. It's called The Furies, which is a Criterion that um, I got when Barnes and Noble does their half off sale, and I picked it up because I like the actress in it. Her name's Barbara Stanwyck. It's from 1950, and it's a Western. And the Furies is the name of the ranch that her father owns. And he's uh, he loves it. He's super protective about it. Um, all she wants is to inherit it. So she learns how to run it. Um, because it's the 1870s, there's these um, Mexican squatters on the land that they're trying to get off. Um and there's also this guy named Darrow whose father was killed by TC, who is the father of Barbara Stanwyck's character, who she like is infatuated with, but he ends up taking her money. Um, and then she goes on this like revenge um, tour where um, her father finds a widow that he's going to marry and she's going to take over the business and, she doesn't like it, and then conflict ensues. Um, it's kind of like a, a noir thriller set to a Western backdrop. 
and it's really good and it's shot really well um, in a really interesting way with a lot of uh, the the principal actors in the background and a lot of stuff in the foreground. Um, it did win an Oscar for cinematography and I can see why it's really well made. And um, yeah, it's just kind of a, it's just a cool movie. Um, it's so a I, criterion. I do, it is a criterion and the criterion's cool. They have really cool um, special features on it. And one of the special features, they do this for a couple of them, because I also have Red River from Criterion that does this as well. It actually comes with the novel that it's based off of, too. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. Uh, there's about an hour and a half of bonus features, and then they have a commentary plus the novel, um, which I, I I won't read the novel as part of me watching these Blu-rays, but I will read it when I get all caught up. Um which I've done, I think, nine of these, so I only have 312 more to go. <laughs> it's its yeah, own little punishment, it's... isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. It's actually, I mean, I'm actually having kind of fun with it. You know, the hardest part is, is you know, when it pops up in the randomizer is, you know, forcing yourself to watch whatever popped up. Um, and, you know, Venom 2 <laughs> was <laughs> one... Where it's like, do I really want to watch this today? But Venom 2 is also only 96 minutes long. So, you yeah. know. That's a movie it, I own just because the cover art was so badass. But I yeah, will probably never same. pop it in to actually watch it. <laughs> I, I seriously have the exact same thing. Like, the, the, the steel book is awesome. Um, and, you know, like, the movie is it's entertaining enough. Um, but, uh, and the special features were only, like, 15 20 minutes so <laughs> it wasn't that bad yeah. um so yeah and uh that's what i watched this week what are we watching next week uh next week we are seeing lisa frankenstein um a date for the uh, dead I, I don't even know i've already seen it <laughs> i know i saw that you went to it but i, I don't even know i was either that or the chosen so yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Let's, we'll do that. <laughs> I'll just have to remember by next week what I watched. Yeah. Well, I'll try to see it soon so we can record really quick. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, until next week, we'll see you at the movies. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolonium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.